Welcome to Inside the Agency. I'm your host, Michelle Govan. I'm your co-host, Nicole Shawcross. Okay, we got Laura Mack with us today. Hello, 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 ladies. We are all taking a pause from going mock 50. Actually, more like we should say from going Uh, a thousand mock 5,000. Mock thousand to come to you to bring you great information because right now it is high stress, high fast pace level submitting breakdowns. Laura is somehow holding up the Laura Mack method, auditioning and coaching. Laura, how are you? <laughs> I'm great, ladies. I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. It's uh, yeah, it's an exciting time in the industry. It really it's is. It's very exciting. So many opportunities for everyone and so much great stuff coming to Vancouver, which we're so thankful for. Yeah. It's so, so thankful. Nice. I just need to split myself into three so I can keep up with it all. But yeah. <laughs> we're doing it. We all do. Yeah, no worries. <laughs> we're caffeine. We're fueled by caffeine. Oh, yes. Lots of caffeine. <laughs> and, and panic. Then- <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, and anxiety. Anxiety and stress. Our, <laughs> our adrenaline levels are definitely being tapped. So, Laura, we want to talk to you. I think the best thing is first, let's talk to you about how you got your start as an actor. Yeah. And then we'll dive into how you become a coach and now the fabulous Laura Mack method. Sure. So, I was one of those kids that, that always knew they wanted to do this. Um, but I was from a really small town. So opportunities to work professionally weren't available to me, which I actually really do view as a benefit in the long run because I town, I need to know. Oh, Anaganish, Nova Scotia. Oh, Nova Nova Scotia. Scotia. (laughs) Nova Scotia. Don't you know? Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So I grew up doing, you know, all the theater I could and then went on to, uh, get a, a degree in, in theater and, and acting conservatory in Toronto and then worked in theater for a while before I, I made my move out here to, to have a crack at the film and TV industry. Yeah. How do you, I know with me, I was, I used to be an actor as well and wanted to grow up and do that as well. I went into theater. I love the process of theater so much and film and television felt very foreign to me. How did you feel coming in, making the transition? Yes, I was, so ignorant <laughs> to that, how different it was going to be. I had just kind of assumed that like, oh, I was trained. I know mm-hmm. what I'm doing. It's all just going to fall into place now. And had no idea how much there was still to learn about the differences between you know, theater auditions and film and TV auditions and the work that you actually have to do as a film and TV actor outside of, of how you're going to deliver your performance. So mm-hmm. it took me years. It took me like seven years to figure out all of the different aspects of a working actor's career that you have to focus on in order to generate momentum and build relationships and feel confident about the work that you're doing. I'm still I mean, working on it. <laughs> and you dove more into the commercial sector yeah. and then moved more into film and television, especially since you've joined us at Performer. Yes. You two ladies have been instrumental in that, in that transition for sure. Um, yeah. When I, when I first signed with an agency, commercial auditions were the first ones I got and, and I was very grateful for the opportunities and I did whatever I could to figure out how to effectively audition for commercials. I was really, um, 
I was really put off when I would hear people say like, oh, commercials are just a cattle call. I was like, I, I'm sure that's not true. That can't be true. There must be things that you can do to to solve the problem of these commercial casting directors and stand out. And listen, when they say cattle call, look, I think the difference is Vancouver and most of Canada have been very spoiled with film and television auditions. They'll normally see like 10 to 12 people for a role in the States. They've always seen like 40, 50 people per role. So commercially when people were seeing 30 to 40 actors per role, People were like, oh my God, that's a cattle call. No, sweethearts. A cattle call is like a thousand people walk down the block. Okay. Yeah, exactly. It's like American Idol. That's, that's, yes. that's a cattle call. Yeah. That's a cattle call. Let's get realistic what a cattle call is. So, you know, now that commercials are on Zoom, obviously they are definitely, the numbers are higher, but still, like you said, there's ways to stand out. Absolutely. You know, there's a, there's a job to be done in, in the world of commercials. And if you get smart about it as the actor and you figure out what images those people need for their product and you deliver them in the style and the tone that they need, then, yeah, then, I mean, in my experience, I started to build better relationships with Cassie and I was put on hold more. I booked more and, and was able to use that experience to help me get into the next level that I, I really wanted to get into, which is film and TV, which is where we are now. But then you, you decided really to do workshops. About, you made a really good point about branding yourself um, and knowing the product when you're going in from a commercial perspective. I think that's really important because I think sometimes people don't take commercial auditions seriously and they just go in and maybe throw it away like, oh, whatever. Oh yeah, they think like, oh, it's a line. Yeah, I, I can do a line. Yeah. Uh, and they don't, they don't think about all the information that you're actually getting, even for non-union commercials. Like, of course we don't, we don't know exactly what the product is, but we've got conflicts listed. So if you know, the conflict is Coke, then you're auditioning for Pepsi. So you've got a pretty good idea of what you're doing. Blue shirt. Yeah. Blue shirt. (laughs) Hmm. Generally let you know what the blue shirt might be. Exactly. So if you do just you know, even 10 minutes of, of thinking about like, okay, well, who are the characters in this commercial? Like, what are the breakdowns saying? And how do I help tell that story? And you go into the room and, and you know that you're going to give them something that is usable. And that's when you leave feeling like, great, I did my job instead of how I know a lot of people leave commercials feeling like, what was that? Was that acting? (laughs) (laughs) it's like this like blip in the world like i don't know what i just did but okay (laughs) maybe that was good yeah but then let's talk about you transition into teaching workshops specifically commercial workshops yeah and your clients started to book everything that they touch. So can we talk about a couple of your tips that you teach in your workshop? Just give us a couple nuggets. Obviously, for oh, people sure. to do your workshop, but. <laughs> well, yes. Uh, I, I mean, the, the tips that I always uh, tell people are, are to, to practice on camera. So to be smart about what you're doing by reading through your breakdown and finding. Reading. <laughs> breakdown, everybody read it read all the information. They're giving you so much information. And if you don't read it, then how are you going to go in there and give them something that they need? So read it all through. Be smart. Think about what those images might look like. So I I always say commercial acting is precision acting. It's about giving a moment to another moment to another moment. And sometimes that's all you need to do is three little moments. So practice them on camera. Know what they look like. Know what your slate looks like. Know what outfit is going to give them the image of the character that they need for whatever brand you're representing. Just be, be a smart actor. 
being a smart actor is always preferable than being a good actor. We used to always tell our clients way back in the day when Gap was kind of everywhere, which is now kind of vanished. Uh, we used to always say it's a Gap or Banana Republic dress code because it's always just very neutral. It's, it's very basic clothing. It's middle America clothing. I mean, look, banana has come a long way. Not knocking banana. Saying <laughs> I'm knocking. Ban- I work there. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, banana always had those great khakis for men, perfect white dress shirt or not necessarily white, but like blue gray. And it was funny because it was always like, it was always upscale casual. Yep. Or we'd say, Gap Banana Republic. Yeah. That were the old terms. Now the terms have changed now, but that was shocked face. I know. Nicole's shocked. But uh, 13 years in visual merchandising. (laughs) Yeah. Nicole helped bring the Banana Republic. Certainly did. And worked in New York and Soho. I worked that ship strip like store into shape. (laughs) A banana. I love banana. I I I love banana too. I love the gap. I love old navy. I also but that's what it is. Those those three lines really cover the average middle America wardrobe. So that's why they say, try not to go trendy. Like we all love Aritzia. I'm an Aritzia whore. Let's be honest here. But that's a bit trendy for commercial acting. Yeah, exactly. Basics. Unless they specifically ask you to be trendy, then then you always go with like something that I, I say seasonless. Um, seasonless and yearless, something that like doesn't look like that was trendy in 2018 or 2020. It's just right. plain. Um, when I'm on commercials, I'm almost always dressed in Joe Fresh or H&M or yeah. but, like basic H&M. Basics. Uh, yeah. But Kathleen made a really good point as well. And I know Michelle had made it about wearing the colors of the brand. Yes. If you can find out what it is. If you know mm-hmm. the brand, yeah. It's like subliminal yeah. messaging. They're like, I don't know why I like that girl, but I do. I yeah. like color. Yeah. Color in general is a really, is a, is a strong choice. I, I always say like, if you're going out for a role where it just says everyday casual, don't wear black or white because at the end of the day, they're looking at all of these basically screenshots of people. And if you're the one person that's wearing red, their eye is drawn to you and they all of a sudden kind of like you a little bit more. Yeah. So I remember I had a girl that would always wear a polka dot headband in her hair, like a younger girl. She was 12. She booked everything in sight. I swear they just called her polka dots. I heard casting used to call her that. So I think oh, yeah. know, parents of kids pay attention. I know we brought this up with Kathleen the other week that document what you wore, what your kids wore, you know, keep that for callbacks, always wear the exact same outfit. I know Nicole's advised to like even take a shot of yourself to see how you did your makeup, how you did your hair, because it's getting busy and it's going to become a blur. So we need yeah. to document these things. It's true. And these days we're lucky because we've self-taped everything. So we can just go back and refer to our tapes. But even in your yeah. phone, if you, if you were to click on your, like your phone, take a photo with your phone, it's already dated in there. It's like, what day did I have that audition? Oh yeah. That oh yeah. Date. What did yeah. I wear? Oh, I wore this. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Simplicity. <laughs> I mean, we really wanted to talk about your commercial advice because again, you are one of the top commercial booking actors that I know. And now rep. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been very, uh, you know, actually I, I'm trying to, I almost did it. I, I used to say I've been very fortunate uh, and I'm trying to stop saying that because the truth is I work really hard. Mm. And I, when I first started in, in commercials and I would, I would be ravenous to try to figure out, okay, that I auditioned for that. What did that look like in the end? So I would watch commercials endlessly. I would go on iSpot TV and find other actors profiles and and find 
oh, that's the commercial I auditioned for. Oh, that's who they went with. Oh, I was way off. And why was I off? What part of my process before I went into the room led me to the result that was not what they were looking for? And how can I adjust that process so that next time I'm more prepared? And, Which is incredible because and, casting isn't going to give you this feedback, especially no, in commercial auditions. There is no feedback unless you yeah. fall on your face and we get a very embarrassing phone call from casting, which is a call we don't want to get. You're not going to get feedback. So Laura is so on it. If you can find out who booked your commercial, it's very easy. You Google, find out yeah. what the product was. You go online. Nine times out of 10, you can find the spot. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I like mean, you they said, all air. see what that person did, see what they wanted. And really the best part of that is that it's empowering. I mean, one of the main things that I work my, with my actors with the Laura Mac method is finding ways to feel empowered because this industry and this job is very uniquely challenging because mm -hmm. as actors, we can very easily fall into this trap of feeling completely out of control. We can't control which agent reps us. We can't control who sees us for auditions. We certainly can't control who books a job. And that puts us on this crazy roller coaster of like, oh, I got an audition. I feel great. Oh, I got released from a hold. I'm worthless. I'm a terrible actor. I can't handle this. And that is just a the really roller coaster. dangerous yeah. place to live. And it's not sustainable. And I've How seen- How do you keep a positive mindset? Yeah. So, I mean, positive mindset is key, but it has to be actionable. It's not enough to just sit and try to think happy thoughts. You have to actually take actions week in and week out that you know is going to be moving you forward. So it's more than just taking headshots every six months and being in acting class. There are actually a ton of different aspects of this industry that are completely in your control that you can work on, whether it's identifying and building out your team. You know, who are your business partners? Who are your teammates? Who are your mentors? Um, working on what, what your process is. You know, how do I examine given circumstances? How do I practice my auditions on tape before I go in? How do I rehearse my lines? And what is the result of that? Um, how do I give back to my community? How do I research my market? And, and understand how me as a unique individual benefits that market. There's tons and tons and tons of things that we can do week in and week out that make us feel like we are moving things forward. And the best part is, of course, when you put your focus there, that's when the outcomes start to pop up. That's when say, yeah. you just triggered that be of service. Yeah. When I find people are successful, it's because you're being of service. It's not about what will I get how do I benefit? If you start approaching your life of how can I service others to make this world better? How can I service exactly. others to bring happiness to people's homes, on TV, or wherever? Mm -hmm. And I think when I even switched my mindset to that, it made a really big difference. But I want to bring up something you did quickly touch on when you said, you know, a lot of actors feel very out of control. And one of the main reasons is because they can't really choose their agent. I know a lot of actors feel like, oh, only two agents responded to my materials. I only have two options. Mm -hmm. If you go and interview with those two options and you don't feel like this is a great match for you, hang tight. Wait till you find that match. You're not going to miss out. You're not going to lose out on a ton of opportunities. Yes, you might lose out on a few auditions. Who cares? Wouldn't it be better for you to love who you're working with and have a teammate? Like Laura said, if you can rely and trust your agent, you're already winning and you're already setting yourself for more success than if you've gone, 
oh, I got a C grade type agent or a new novice agent. And I don't know if they really like me. I have no connection with them. Guess what? How are you really going to succeed together? If that's how you're already starting off, it's like dating some person and being like, eh, I'm not really into them, but they're here. So <laughs> might as well. No, it's true. Yeah. Take your time. And, and one of my favorite mottos is there will always be more auditions. Like there's yes. always another audition. Always, always, always. Even when you try and take a break and go on a vacation, you will get auditions. Especially, yeah. Especially. <laughs> as soon as you take that control away, yeah. you get one. Yeah. As soon as you're like, you know what? I just need a week off. Nope. Nope. Auditions. <laughs> you just booked a job. <laughs> Laura tried to take off for two days in Whistler. We're like, where the hell are you going? You have auditions. Get your ass back here. <laughs> uh, and need I remind you that I actually did this callback from the woods in Whistler. And I yes. that job. Yes, I you that. did. See, but everybody listening, Laura made it work. Even on vacation, she did her callback in the woods. I remember this callback. It's hilarious because you sent it to us and then booked the job. It's a time to stop saying, no, I can't and always say I can because nothing has to be in the room these days. Even as a callback, this prime example was supposed to be an in-room callback. We asked if she could Zoom and the casting director approved it and guess what? She booked the job. So always ask. Mm-hmm. You don't ask, you never know. Don't ask all the time, but sometimes when things need to get done, you can ask. (laughs) Don't say it because you got a hot date or you just want to go shopping for the day. You're going to miss your call back. We're talking about if there's like a main reason to ask. Somehow make it a Zoom call. But what I think is one of my favorite things with the whole Zoom and everyone self-taping, nobody's asking for time change requests and I fucking love it. (laughs) Oh, that's right. Oh, yay. I'm happy for you guys. Well, Laura, I want to kind of flip that into now how you've created the Laura Mack method and obviously dove more into film and TV, obviously with us. Mm -hmm. And I'm noticing it's funny because of course, when we started working with you, of course, commercially, you were doing very well. Film and TV, we were trying to get that ball rolling. And I love that now the lockdown's over, you've had a ton of self-tapes. And I have to tell you, yesterday's made me piss my pants. Here's Laura pretending to be a mother. She comes in like a sweater set with a turtleneck with her hair all perfectly bobbed. And I'm <laughs> laughing going, I've never seen her look like this before, but good <laughs> you. She, here she did, did some research. She had to look like a total mom. Yeah. <laughs> I mommed it. it. I mommed it up. Yeah. It was really fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. The transition has been really great. And it's, and like you said, I, I actually, I have had more film and TV auditions um, post lockdown than I have in my career. And yeah. And there's a reason for that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm really proud of my whole team. So at the Laura Mac Method, currently I have four associates. And when the lockdown first started, we wanted to just help because it, I mean, it was crazy, right? Everything, mm-hmm. the world ended and everyone- This is why was, this podcast started. Exactly, right? We were yeah. just looking for like, how, how can we help how can, how can we, we be help? of service again? How can we be of service? Yeah. Uh, and we started doing weekly check-ins. We called it the Thriving Actors Team. And we would get sometimes like 60, 70 people come and, and get together on a Sunday morning and talk about the challenges of the week and set goals for the week ahead. And, and we worked. I mean, there were no auditions, but we worked. We worked on our scenes. We worked on our audition prep. We worked on our self-tape setups. We worked hard. And, and I mean, honestly, we did it selfishly. We did it so that we could feel positive, so that we could feel like we weren't stuck and like the world wasn't ending. We could feel like we were still moving forward. And yeah. now 
I mean, two of my associates. Set yourself up for success. <laughs> we have. Like I'm like I mentioned, I'm auditioning now more than I've ever auditioned. I, I, two casting directors who, you know, I didn't really have big relationships with are now seeing me regularly. One of my associates just booked a lead on an independent film. Another one is on his second booking um, for film and TV. Like we're we're really doing really well. And it's it's all because of just maintaining control over the things we can control and letting go of everything else. And that is really what we do at the Laura Mac method. But you also build a community. So this was really interesting yeah. during a time where we all felt so isolated. I know I volunteered for Zooms. I made myself available to even actors I didn't represent, offering them assistance. Nicole and I would respond to headshots, emails, questions. Cause again, we wanted to feel like we were still community while we were very much withdrawn and held inside. Absolutely. And I love the fact that you did the same in a, in a different way, of course, and you created the Laura Mac method and created this wonderful community. And I see the support that your team gives each other and your students receive. And I think that's something so rare these days. I'm going to get emotional. No. <laughs> and I just, I'm so proud that we're linked together and that we're working together because again, I think right now it, it is time to be creative. It's time to rise and it's not time to give up. It's not I, time to see it as something as negative. Nicole and I worked our effing asses off yeah. when there was almost nothing going on. Cause I said to her, we're not giving up. We're not going to sit back. We're going to push through and create opportunities and find opportunities. And we were booking through lockdown. We had clients yeah. shooting in their homes. Do you know what Amazing. I mean? Amazing. Again, it's time to get creative. You can either rise or you can fall. It's time exactly. to rise people. And why not rise? And yeah. I think one of the most exciting things that I've really um, held on to and, and discovered throughout this time is that competition is not real. There is no such thing as competition. If we had one good actor exactly. in Vancouver, <laughs> no one's filming here. So letting go of this idea that we have to compete against each other and doing the opposite and actually supporting each other and lifting each other up, that has, I mean, had such a huge impact on all of our lives. It's mm -hmm. so amazing to watch. Like a couple of my clients met through our weekly calls and then went to one of those bring your own friend auditions together and booked it together and then taught some other people some stuff and, and grew and grew and grew and grew. And, and the more people working together, the better we all feel. So. I find that really interesting, especially the competition amongst actors, actors who you know, okay, maybe you're kind of in the same age range. And I always find it funny when I, when I hear the competitiveness against with actors against actors. And I'm like, are you crazy? You are, you have this persona, you have that persona, this person loves you. That person like sees you. We, we kind of like, we scratch our heads because the only competition that you guys have is amongst your, like the actors have amongst themselves. It's not happening in the casting. It's not happening in the agencies. It's true. It's true. And I think it's just displaced feeling of, of, of lack of control. So mm -hmm. we think like, oh, that person who looked kind of, who looks kind of like me just posted on Facebook and said that they had four auditions this week and I didn't have any. And that must mean that I'm blah, blah, blah. And we, we go down this that they're lacking. slope. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. But this is what's interesting. During COVID lockdown, FOMO didn't exist. It's the first time the whole world couldn't succeed, travel, well, unless you're like one of the wealthy guys that started making billions of dollars while all of us were sitting inside. I still don't know how they did it. There's a taco there. But you know what I mean? Like all the actors were parked at home. Everyone yeah. from stars to 
developmental actors. So what was so cool was the first time I felt this break in anxiety within the clients and this, I'm missing out. I'm missing out. Why am I, is that person booking? And I'm not. And I had this very interesting uh, coach tell me something I think is really beautiful. And he said, focus on your own lane, focus on only you challenge only you and compete with yourself only. Because if that's how you have your life, or is that how, if that's how you live your life, you won't see the others. You won't get envious. You won't get depressed necessarily when you're in comparison. It's the comparison that affects us. It's the comparison that harms us. So challenge yourself. Work hard on your own craft. Be the best you can be for yourself. Everyone else has their own fucking thing to do. Leave them alone. Like, focus on you. Yeah, it's true. And one, one thing to add to that too is, Sometimes, even when an actor becomes, you know, quote unquote, successful, if they don't focus on their lane and they just get complacent, they stop moving forward. Mm -hmm. I think we often forget because we've made this a professional career, we forget that acting is a craft. And a craft is something that is developed over time, over a lifetime. And if you don't continually think about where am I, what else can I do? What else can I explore? Then you're, you're going to get stuck. So stay, yeah, stay in your lane. That's, that's a big one. And the other one I say is um, what's for you never passes you. A hundred percent. I love mm -hmm. that. Yeah. yeah. If it's for you, it will come. It'll come. Yeah. It'll come. And you know what? If, it, if something hasn't come your way, it's not yours. It's not yours. You fight for it. So don't worry. There's always another audition. There's always another one. <laughs> I always have vacation. to say there's more coming. someone needed it more than me or someone needed it more than that client. Cause it is, I mean, look, it is crushing when we lose these jobs or these opportunities, but then there's a flip side. Sometimes you see the show come out or the commercial come out. And you're like, glad I didn't book that one. You yeah, know? Right? <laughs> <laughs> At the moment it's devastating. You're like, wait, I think that's when I it comes full fly. circle and you're like, oh, that's why I didn't get it. Yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Or I mean, and sometimes, I mean, often for me, it's led to other things. I remember there was a job I auditioned for a long time ago and I was going to be mayonnaise. I was really excited to be mayonnaise for a commercial. <laughs> I really wanted it. And when I didn't book it, I, and I had done like, my callback was 35 minutes in the room, like just ridiculous. So when I didn't book it, I cried. And I remember being so sad that I didn't book this job. And then that production team two years later was like, you were almost our mayonnaise. And they hired me for a different job. So it's never a bad thing when you go into the room and you do the job that you know you can do and you do your very best, then it's going to always lead to something great. Well, I love all your advice. And one thing I do want to bring up is I think a lot of actors are very, uh, I think they get very hyped when they get an appointment, which is great. We want you to be excited. We want you to look forward to doing a really great audition. But we then get excited they when they come in. Yeah. But then they can't let it go. Like once yeah. you self-tape and it's off or you actually get to audition the room again and it's done, you have to let it go. And yeah. so many people hold on so tight and put all this weight on like, if I book this, I can buy this. If I book this, Ugh. it's going to lead to another booking. If I book this, it means I'm loved. And I really want to ask you, what advice do you give your clients? Because my advice is always, it's like dating. It's if you hold on too tight, that person's going to run away if you seem desperate. Yes. And the oh, casting directors can pick up on the energy, even in your tape or your in-room audition. So yeah. it needs to be that you're grounded and that you're not desperate for it. That desperation yeah. has to be released. What I do for myself and what I recommend to other people is I reward myself for my work. Um, a lot of actors 
understandably, we wait for the industry to reward us. We decide that the booking is the reward. And while, yeah, a booking's great, but a booking is not in our control and it's not our job to do. We don't book ourselves, but what do we do? Uh, we do our audition prep. We do a smart read of our breakdown. We arrive to our audition 10 minutes early. We have our water bottle and our headshot in our bag. So I have a, a checklist of what I do for every audition. And when I complete that checklist, I get a reward. And when you reward yourself, then the letting go process actually happens quite easily because you've already given yourself that little validation of like, yeah, I just did great. I love what do you that. reward yourself with? I was going to ask that. It used to be a date square at my favorite coffee shop, but then you guys gave me way too many auditions and I was eating too many date squares. So um, now it's uh, an Americano. So I only drink Americanos when I complete my audition checklist. Every other time I go to 7-Eleven and get the dollar drip coffee. Oh my God. I have to say something so funny. This just reminded me. So when I first became an agent, I worked out of a basement suite. I had a very small baby and we were broke as F. And when I'd book someone, do you know what my treat to myself was? I'd walk to Blockbuster, remember Blockbuster? And mm-hmm. I'd buy myself like a three ninety nine VHS or four ninety nine VHS. That was my treat. I'd go into the bins yes. and find like, can't buy me love or pretty in <laughs> pink or, and I was, I remember I would leave, but every time I got a booking, even if I was going to make $500 off that booking or a thousand dollars off that booking or $50, it was my little treat to myself saying you did it. But yeah. I had to walk like 10 blocks. We didn't even have a car. Push the little baby yeah. in the buggy and buy this little VHS. So I think it's really important to have those rewards. My rewards are a little bit better than a Fortnite. I was going to say, well, like, what are your rewards to yeah, now, now Michelle? <laughs> <laughs> it depends on the size of the booking. Um, yeah, they, they definitely are, are definitely They're very pricing. pretty, let me tell you. <laughs> oh, I always God. see her come into the office and I was like, oh, those are new boots. That's a new bag. Yeah, it's a nice more, bag. I'm definitely into clothing. I think my dog has been spoiled too much too. She's oh, starting to get very cool clothes. I love watching all her little outfits on Instagram. <laughs> she so hates cute. it. I should she really has nicer clothes than I do. Let's be honest. <laughs> but look, I think that's such a very valid point. I really want the actors to take this in. Please don't wait for validation from an outside source. Validate yourself. Yeah, my therapist. You've already won. Oh well, I can be your therapist. (laughs) Yeah, I'll take over. It's tough. It's a tough thing to do, but um, once you get into that habit, and it really is a habit that's practiced, um, that's when you find yourself no longer thinking about your audition when it's over. When you're like, oh no, huh? Yeah, I did that. It's over. Sounds good. And then you actually feel really confident because once you know, like, I did my work. I showed up doing the best that I could. If you didn't do your work and you feel a little bit like, oh crap, I didn't do my work then great. Next time you're going to do your work. But when you do your work consistently and you don't book the job, you really truly believe that you were great and that you were a great option. And that that's a powerful feeling moving forward. That is what brings the confidence that, that like you said, casting directors, directors, producers, anyone watching your tapes can feel because mm-hmm. you know you're doing well. But also let's flip side it. Sometimes people start getting a chip on their shoulder. To them, they feel it's expected. I've worked so hard, so I should expect these wins. And then they get angry. And then the anger comes across when we're sending them auditions, right, Nicole? You can tell when someone's getting frustrated and angry. Yeah. Let's talk about that. 
Well, those people are not in my community. That's for sure. It's interesting. It's, it's, I find it interesting when people are kind of sitting saying, I want these opportunities. I want these opportunities. And we're like, okay, great. We send it to them. And then they're like, "Mm, I don't know about this. This isn't what I was looking for. I don't think I can make this work. And they find excuses. And I, I get, I'm, I'm amazed because I find every opportunity to get in front of casting is a great opportunity because this role might not be perfect for you, but another one will be. And if you had tape for that, they'll see it and you're on to the next. It might be um, your next mayonnaise. <laughs> yes. But it might not necessarily show up in the package that you're expecting. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. To me, I mean, I, I haven't encountered a lot of that. The people that I work with are, are very positive and very grateful. Um, but to me, that speaks to not knowing what you really want ultimately and not understanding how this is a team effort. And if someone is asking you to come in for an audition, then be a benefit to them, help them out, show up for them. They're asking for you. And even if you don't think you're right for the job, maybe the job is actually perfect for you if you showed up as yourself. Yeah. I really struggle with the actors that self-sabotage because we will deliver film, TV auditions, commercial auditions, and it's really hilarious. Like Nicole says, if someone's like, I really want more appointments, I really want to challenge myself, we'll send an audition. And I remember this one actor's like, well, that's nothing like me. Like you are an actor, right? Oh my. (laughs) (laughs) Called acting. (laughs) Called acting. Uh, We get some of the weirdest response sometimes. Sometimes we'll get, oh, well, our are, you know, the child actors at a friend's house having a sleepover. We won't be able to get back to you till tomorrow. We're like, can you ring the parent's house or a cell phone? I'm sure he's got a cell phone by now and check in with him. Like it's, it's interesting what we deal with day to day. And I think if actors can only understand how busy and how stressful it is to be an agent and to be successful at what we do, it takes a lot of energy. My personal life takes the backseat. I really don't have one. Mm-hmm. I don't think Nicole has one. I'm working on it. I got a a nice little thing going right now. (laughs) Yes. She's having some fun. Um, I'm not, but I want to know more after this. (laughs) That's the X-rated version of literally let's go inside. No, sorry. I needed to laugh, you guys. This has been a long <laughs> week. I feel like it should be Friday night. It's, and it's Tuesday. Wednesday. I know. It's, no, it's Wednesday. 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 Oh my gosh, That's okay. It's Wednesday. Oh. At least we one got thing one I more wanted day. to mention about Laura too is you are such a pleasure to work with. Me coming from a type yes. A perspective, and I'm like, I love that you. You're probably the the person fastest. that like, confirms Hell yeah, the fastest. Hell yeah, What do you do to get those confirmations? Maybe you can give that as a tip. Yeah, well, I have a separate alert tone for Michelle and Nicole. So Woo! if you guys text or email, I get, and even if my phone is like off, I still get your messages first. Um, is it a happy tone or is it like oh, shark? Like dun, 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 dun. <laughs> like Jaws. <laughs> no, it's like, the, it's like the maracas. It's very exciting. <laughs> oh, I love that. Okay. Um, it's good. And you, you, like, you tell us what's happening. If you have a dentist appointment, if you're going out of town, if you've booked yeah. something, if you're working, yeah. we, you're really on top of your career. And we so appreciate that. Shit comes in on time. We're not having to chase anyone down for deadlines or confirmations. It's such a pleasure and really makes our job easier. 
And I'm so glad because that is my intention. That is my intention on every step of this process is how do I make everybody's jobs easier? That is Mm -hmm. always my goal. Um, Yeah. I mean, I I actually try to send my tapes at least if I, if I have like a Tuesday deadline, I try to send it on Monday because I'm sending it in fast. I think I'm like, I sent you one in like, in like two hours later I had it. I was like, Whoa, yeah, here you go. (laughs) Because I've been listening to my casting directors in this time and they are, challenged. They don't have us in the room. They don't get to give yes. us notes. They so need if, the time. if you can give them an extra day and if they like what you do, but need something else, then all of a sudden they've got time. They've got another 24 hours before their deadline. They can email you and say, Hey, can you get Laura to do this again? Now that's never happened. because they've No, but guys, like I, me, like, but- I want to mention that's a huge thing. It is happening for certain people that are sending in tapes. We are getting redirects if they do get them in early, but listen, we don't want you to rush your tapes. If you oh, feel yes. that you won't memorize the lines, like Laura's just a rock star. So if you can't, I just want to make sure people are like, oh my God, people are taking everything we're saying very literally on this podcast. So I don't want them to be like, I have to memorize in two hours or oh, I'm yeah, not going to be seen yeah. as a great actor. So right. keep in mind if you are a development actor and you're still learning and believe me, take the time you need, but definitely get it in as soon as you can. We don't want you pushing right up against those deadlines. We no, just did a tip yeah. of the day about deadlines because everybody seems to be not paying attention to their oh, deadline. Oh no. Yeah. And timelines are getting a little tighter like they were before. Mm-hmm. We're noticing like previously beginning, like when things started coming back in the industry, you saw four five day, you yeah. know, times to tape. And now it's getting a little faster, but Overnight. if you do have three days to tape something, don't mm-hmm. wait until the last minute and tape it an hour before it's due and then have upload issues. Exactly. Yeah. No, because that's not fun for anyone. And know what your process is. Know how long it takes you to memorize a page versus nine pages. Know how many times you have to run it out loud. Know what your rehearsal process looks like. Know what your taping process looks like. Know what your setup is. And these are all things in our control that we can focus on right now. And if you have that knowledge, then when it comes time that tape shows up and you've got that audition, then, then you're ready. Now, we were also mentioning yesterday, Michelle and I were chatting as well about working with people in your community and creating a community for your spell self, especially now with so many self tapes, so that you have people readily available to either read with you or practice or even go to auditions um, because they're looking for people in their bubble social circle that they can audition together. Yeah, there's a lot of that now. And uh, I've been very fortunate that um, my associates and I have a have a, a little WhatsApp group and we all read for each other and we help each other. We coach each other and we help each other do the best we can. We also have a Facebook group that has like 500 actors on it that um, if someone needs a reader, they post, oh, I need a reader tomorrow. And there's always a, there's always a lineup of people that are willing to help. That's amazing. Um, That's great. Yeah. And what's the website? What's the, you said it was on Facebook under the Laura method? Yeah. Well, if you go to the lauramacmethod.com and you sign up there, then you'll be directed to. I love how you just said that. The Laura Mac method. The lauramacmethod.com. You need like a theme song behind it. I do have a theme song. I do. I can't sing it, but I was going to say, are you going to sing it? (laughs) (laughs) I write lyrics. I should totally write lyrics for it. No, you want to read like, for Putin, like a- you got to sing, girl. No, I'm kidding. That's oh. the Lauren Michaels new show. So everybody's like, what's she saying? Putin, what? It's a new oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just instrumental right now, but maybe I should create some lyrics for it. Well, before we ask our final question that Nicole likes to ask, is there any more advice you can give us to the actors listening? Because you've given us some wonderful pieces of advice. I just want to know if there's anything else we're missing that can really yeah. help them during this time. I just want them to remember that 
the 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 only way to succeed is dedicated consistency. So it's identifying what you can do week in and week out. I think a lot of actors, especially newer actors or 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 developmental actors, are just waiting for the phone to ring. And that is a really dangerous game to play because number one, it puts you at the effect of when the phone rings. But number two, when the phone does ring, you're not ready. So take stock of all of the different aspects of your career, of your business development, of your, your craft development, find a team and do little bits every week so that you feel confident and prepared. I want to add one thing to that. And it's something that I feel really strongly about. I think right now, especially depending on how busy an actor is with auditions, you know, training is very important, but it's not everything. And I love that Laura's brought up so many other points that are important to do. So listen, if you are short of funds right now, please don't put training first. If you have just done a four week training period, give yourself a beat, let that sink in before you decide to do another class. I think a lot of young actors think they have to train, 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 like it has to be consistent. It has to be every week. It doesn't. We need you to take it in, absorb it, learn it, and let it become you. Because I find a lot of young actors or even actors in general, doesn't have to be young, that train, overtrain, they become so much in their head because they're taking in all this information that they're no longer speaking the role from their heart. And it's very surface acting. Yeah. Even though you might have been better before some of that coaching even happened, because now yeah. you're thinking about what everyone else has told you. So I don't know if you can shed some light on oh, that. No, but that's I a main point. That, agree. I completely yeah. agree. I mean, I, I I'm known. Some of my clients have tried to take my class, you know, three months in a row, and I'm like, no, you can't. You you work with me twice, and then you go away and you let it settle. Because I know in my experiences and my development as an actor over the last 25 years. That's how long I've been at this. That's how long I've been an agent. <laughs> yeah, it's been a long time. <laughs> yeah. um, I know that some of my biggest development as an actor has come from when I'm not working specifically on my craft, when I'm working on myself as a person. Because yeah. the more you understand yourself and the more you view the world, the more you have to offer. So yeah, there's, there's more than just acting class, for sure. Now we have the final question. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. It's like drum roll. <laughs> um, what advice would you have given your younger self getting into the industry? Mm. Oh, that's so tough because on one hand, I want to like go back and say, you're doing great. Just, just trust it. You're fine. Um, but on the other, I think that the real thing that I would, would tell myself is that you have more power than you think there's more that you can be doing. You don't have to just wait. You're such an inspiration. Oh my God, girl. I'm so glad we had you on today. Oh, I hope everyone so listening honored. loved it. <laughs> I've, listen, I've, well, I've listened to almost all of your episodes and I was so thrilled when you asked me to come on. I had a bit of imposter syndrome. I was like, what me? Really? <laughs> <laughs> on inside the agency? Really? <laughs> we adore you, Laura Mack. Right back at you, ladies.